Hey, everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host Michael Pree here with my co-host Frank White. Hey, how's it going? This is our first week uh, returning back to our normal, you know, normal episode structure. We finally have the season here. Uh, last few weeks we were doing our predictions episode and now we can finally see uh, some baseball going on, some proper baseball. Opening day was not too long ago and we are kind of in, you know, full swing now with uh, the first series out of the way and, and you know, got some people getting playing time and we're seeing what first starts for pitchers and it's it's uh it's exciting time for baseball and we're finally back on our regular uh like i said our regular episode format so if to anyone that is new to the podcast uh typically when we run through the season uh and we do our normal episodes we run through news we run run through uh hot and cold teams we run through hot and cold players uh and then we finish up with uh injuries and our trip our typical trivia question so that's the basic structure to anyone that, that has been listening. You should be already familiar with this. It's not really going to change much. So I'm just going to kick it over to Frank uh, for our first kind of big piece of news here and kind of some opinions on what baseball's looking like so far. Pretty much start off with uh, the most important thing. It was open day on Thursday. We've seen uh, everybody play but, you know, but two teams. But open day was here. I think it was, uh, like I said earlier, it's the most anticipated open day. I believe um, a lot of the teams actually had uh, their most viewed games or most viewed opening days this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Yankees were one of them, <clears throat> so that's that's exciting. Uh, fans are back, so that's that's great. You know, for the most some of these stadiums look you know relatively full, especially you know Colorado looked pretty full. I mean, we know the Rangers are going to be full, mm-hmm. so a lot of these stadiums looked uh, pretty good, which is which is good. The noise is there; you can hear it. You know, it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, some normalcy is back, and then it, it, is there a dead ball? Have they actually changed the ball and, and done, you know, deaden it a little bit? I think they have. Uh, the home runs seem to like to be a little bit down. There's a couple of balls I've seen hit that look like they were going to be home runs and they kind of die out the one track. Or, you know, I know the one game, Ryan Mountcastle hit a ball. Fenway, I thought, was going to go over the monster and end up hitting the wall. Mm-hmm. So is there a little bit of a, you know, a little bit change of a ball? You know, not much difference, but, you know, a couple feet. I think there could be. I mean, it's just a little bit of a slower start, I feel like. Um, Somebody's home runs, you know, you don't see some. Usually, you see some guys, you know, jump right out and have five home runs in like the first weekend. It's yeah. like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. year, you got like if you got one or two, you were leading the league. Yeah. So it could just be, you know, coincidence, or you know, it could be the fact that they did say they were going to try messing with the ball a little bit. Yeah. So that's a few, uh, few of my opening uh, notes for the for week one. Yeah, uh, I noticed kind of too, you know, especially with, you know, watching the Yankees first few games and only Gary Sanchez really has the home runs, and it's like, well, it's like. You hope Stanton has one at some point, or hell, even Urshela could get a hold of one or something. So yeah, I did notice a little bit of the the dead ball stuff, and we we know that they they talked about how they quote unquote choose the ball, and we know that they were doing something with it. So from there, I'll get into the first kind of weekly, you know, relevant pieces of news here. Um, number one, the Washington Nationals opener was put on hold. You know, the first weekend of baseball for the Nationals, and subsequently the Mets was put on hold due to a small outbreak among the team. Four players reportedly had tested positive, while another seven were placed under quarantine for the first weekend. 
Uh, this has kept the Mets from playing until tonight as of recording this, Monday, April 5th, and the Nationals have their date as well for their first game tomorrow, Tuesday, April 6th. The Mets play the Phillies for their first series, and the Nationals play against the Braves. Of course um, the Mets. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think this is really technically two years in a row the Nationals had uh, COVID right at the beginning of the year. I believe Soto had it last year in the shortened season. Yeah. And someone else, I think, also had it right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But, yeah. of course, the Mets. Yeah, I know. Um, and especially a, a year that there may, there's probably even more excitement around this Mets team than there has been maybe since their World Series run in 2015 in that time where they had the, you know, the sub, you know supposed ridiculous next best thing pitching rotation. I mean, their pitching rotation is good this year, too. Don't get me wrong. But there was a lot of hype around that those years, so. Yeah, I mean, it sucks for the Mets because they just got caught. It, it's just the Mets. It's just always their luck. They got caught. They didn't do nothing. It's not a good start for the Mets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the Nationals even got some stuff to be excited about, so it sucked for them. I mean, they're, you know, I'm sure fans are excited to see what they got, too. So that sucked. You know, it's kind of New Year, same COVID, but it's not going to be. I don't see this happening at the rate or the, like, the outbreak level that it was happening last year. So if stuff like this happens, this may could even be the only time it happens this year. You don't know. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully everyone's okay and and we get on with baseball. They play and and we're all good. So, so that was that kind of the first piece of news I thought uh, worth mentioning because obviously it kept two teams from playing opening weekend. You know we saw everyone but them. Yeah. Uh, from there, another big piece of news: uh, Nick Castellanos has been uh, issued a uh, you know a suspension. On Saturday, April 3rd, Nick Cassianos of the Reds got into a heat in exchange with Cardinals pitcher Jake Woodford, uh, leading to both benches clearing. Cassianos was hit in the ribs by a pitch that was seen by some as retaliation for pimping a home run the game prior. Uh, after sliding in at home, Cassianos yelled and flexed in Woodward's face, which led to the exchange. Cassianos has been given a two-game suspension, and he will appeal. That all uh, coming from MLB.com. I think, I think this is much ado about nothing. I think Cassianos was pretty honest and straightforward at his press conference. I thought what he said made sense. I thought Especially that, uh, in a quote. yeah, where he was, he said he, he would sign the Jersey if he punched him in the face. Well, or what it, was it? You punch him in the face. He'd still be his biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah. Said. yeah. He yeah. didn't care. Which, yeah. You know. So I think this is much to do about nothing. I don't think does he deserve to be suspended? I don't think so, but I guess I could see it because there was a, there was a brawl exchange. So I get it, but I don't, I think that you just their their whole thing is let the kids play, and then this is this is contrary to that. Yeah. yeah um, and and before you go, and I don't know if you are even preparing to say this, he has now been suspended longer than any Astro. Oh, so, well, of course. So I that's, mean, let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I didn't like we did, you know, flexing no, guys' yeah. face after you know a collision at the plate, but mm-hmm. um, to suspend him just seemed it just seemed unnecessary. It didn't make sense. Yeah, just didn't seem like it needed to be done, but yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, being opening weekend with those two teams, you know, I, you know, things are gonna happen. But um, to, I, I didn't like to, you know, agree with the flex in the guy's face. But you know, that that's definitely not the worst thing that goes on in baseball. But the suspension I thought was just really, you know, rather stupid. Even if it was like a one game, it's like, okay, just give him like technically you suspended him, but it's just like a, it's just like a, a an off day. You know, like a one-game suspension, like an off day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you could be like, "Oh, we suspended him a game," but really, it's just you know, yeah, it's just two a slap games is like you're you're showing like, "Hey, we suspended you." Yeah, it's so, a little more than a slap on the wrist, even yeah. though it kind of 162 games game season is still kind of like a slap on the wrist. But I know yeah. what you mean, especially when you guys bet 5:45. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you kind of want to be out there. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, don't know. I just you know, you gotta love seeing a couple bench 
bench clearing uh, skirmish. Yeah. So. But a um, couple other pieces of news to kind of go along with that. The Braves lose the All-Star game um, over um, the Georgia uh, voting walls they passed. Yeah, I'm not going to go into those. But um, I thought that was rather stupid for the MLB because, one, you had it locked in. You had a logo, um, new stadium. But you, you penalized the the Atlanta Braves, who had no nothing to do with it. And funny you mentioned the, the suspension because you penalized the Braves more than you penalized the, the Astros. For something the Astros did to hurt the game, the Braves did nothing to do anything with any of this. Yeah. As this is an all-field political thing. Mm-hmm. And, but you penalized the franchise. That made that really made no sense. And with the offseason that Hank Aaron passed away, Braves, I mean, it, it, it was perfect that the Braves had the All-Star game. Yeah. So I really I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. It made no sense why you'd penalize the Braves for what you did. So um, I think their big plan with that was, hey, let's just penalize them for this and give that game All Star game back to the Dodgers, mm-hmm. who didn't have it last year. Yeah, because then it's at least like, okay, I see what you're thinking. That's yeah. why I think that's really why they did that. It's like, hey, let's make a point, but let's also give the All Star game back to LA because they lost it last year. That's yeah. what they're gonna do. If they were smart, they would probably bring to the Rangers because the Rangers have full capacity, so you can make your money back. Yeah, if they're that's... smart, and it's brand new stadium. That's a good point. But yeah. Manfred doesn't doesn't know that he's even the commissioner. I think he's thinking we're playing football. Yeah. So, didn't like that, but that's just how it is. Uh, Braves kind of showed their displeasure, especially with the – they covered the patch up, and they did a couple things that the MLB didn't want, but they did it. So, they're good for them. The other part here, I got Angel Hernandez. He loses his lawsuit. No, he, he's no terrible. Um, I don't know. He probably couldn't find where he had to sign his name or something <laughs> on that because he's blind as can be. Um <laughs> But he loses his uh, lawsuit about uh, discrimination and why he didn't get picked for games. The fact that he blew 92% of his calls um, that's not the reason, I guess. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's terrible. So he loses his lawsuit, so that's one good thing. A couple of small things. Um, I think defense is down, as it always is. Every, you know, first week or two of the season, cold weather and change of weather and playing every day and playing at night more. It's just, you know, defense is always a little bit down. Um, to go with that, uh, you can see uh, Luis uh, uh, Robert or Luis Robert pulling his Conseco and getting bonked on the head on a fly ball yeah. and throwing the ball at the mound and just craziness. I know. <laughs> um, I mean, even last night's game, the White Sox scored two runs on the wild strikeout pitch and the ball's thrown around and people are going to slide. It, it was a yeah. mess. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it looks rough. Yeah, yeah. so this defense is down a little bit, but that's always is never, that's not, you know, nothing new. We've seen snow in Detroit, snow opening day. Mm-hmm. Um you know, see that a bunch. Um, that was that was fantastic. Miguel Cabrera had the first home run, slid in the second. And then I believe the second or third home run of the year wasn't a home run because Justin Turner ran back towards first and Bellinger passed him, so it wasn't a home run. Yeah, yeah. So our first two home runs were awfully confusing. Mm-hmm. Then we had an inside the park home run. Yeah. So a lot of home runs that we are getting hit are just just mess. Yeah, for real. Sanchez had a home run, two of them. I mean, things are crazy right now. I know. And then the extra inning rule, which I don't think anyone really likes. It's terrible. Um. At least not right in the first inning in extra innings. Mm-hmm. I like maybe after the first two innings, extra innings in a regular season game, maybe then put something in. Okay. Yeah, speed it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, first inning, put them at first. And then the second inning, put them at second and after that or something. But, you know, not great. But the, the fact that we've seen like four or five opening day extra inning games or opening weekend extra inning games, you can see how much of an impact this is going to have yeah. on the season. And that, you know, it's just not the not the rule they should have kept. They could have kept DH. You could have kept a bit of an expanded playoffs. Mm-hmm. And let's kept the extra inning rule, the one that no one really, really wanted to keep. Yeah. So that's just, you know, my little bit of news, you know, going into the week one and after week one or, you know, half of the week. Cause we just start on Thursday, but yeah, 
you know, felt like a whole week. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you can't really rely on the MLB to make good decisions anymore with Manfred at the helm. Just to run through what you talked about, Angel Hernandez sucks. That just is what it is. I'm glad he lost his lawsuit because it didn't make any sense. He's a terrible umpire, and he doesn't seem like a very nice guy at all. He doesn't seem like he... He's a superhero. Yeah, like, I'm Everyone not a big... comes to watch Angel Hernandez and his stupid wrist guard he's got on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big... I don't think there's many people that are like, yeah, I like Angel Hernandez. Like, okay. No. So, yeah, I just don't like him. I'm glad he lost his lawsuit because, like I said, that didn't make any sense. And then with the whole thing with the Braves, it's a whole political thing. I'm not going to get into the politics of it because that's muddy and, and this is a baseball show. I'm not going to talk about the politics. But I thought the MLB's decision to do that was weird. I think they were trying to score maybe brownie points with, with politics. Maybe they're trying to score brownie points with with maybe people maybe people view them in a different light. Maybe people start watching MLB because they think they align politically. It's It's stupid. I think they shouldn't have done that. It's strange. Like you said, if, if they bring it back to the Dodgers, there's at least some sense there. But I didn't really like it. Uh, it didn't make much sense. And, yeah, with the defense, that yeah, things are just things are just going nuts around around baseball with the lack of home runs and the defense. So everyone's cle- clearly rusty. But it c- makes it kind of fun with the beginning of the season because once you're in the dog days of summer and, and everyone's kind of in their groove, you know, it's, it's just different baseball. Uh, so, so with that said, um, you know, it's – I'm just glad that we got 162 game season and we got the little rust and and weird stuff to, and we got still have six months of baseball. So yeah, snow baseball. We didn't really see that last year because we started no. in June. Yeah, July, so that so. would have been impressive. Oh yeah, <laughs> super impressive. <laughs> um, but moving on from there, just a quick note about you know Shohei Otani. Uh, he had a pretty historic night last night, which was Sunday, April 4th. So he he. I mean, there was a few records that he maybe partly broken, and he's put kind of putting his name in exclusive clubs. So, uh, you know, like I said, on Sunday, he batted second for the Angels, but he also pitched uh, against the White Sox. He was not only throwing 100 miles an hour, but he was also hitting 100 mile an hour plus home runs. He's one of the few Angels ever in their history to record multiple 100 mile an hour fastballs in the same game, and he's one of the only players ever to hit a home run at over 100 miles. 100 miles per hour and throw a pitch at 100 miles per hour. I believe Syndergaard uh, and someone else uh, is also in that club. And a uh, cool little stat, he's the first pitcher to hit a home run against an AL team since the DH was implemented. So last time that happened was the day before they implemented the DH in like 1970, yeah. 1972 yeah, or something like AL that. AL pitcher to hit an AL ballpark against an AL team. Yeah, yeah, since the DH was implemented. Yeah. So just like some cool little quirks there. Shohei Otani is an, uh, an exciting player. It's good to see that he's pitching. He did. There was an injury shortened uh, start for him. Uh, well, I believe he said he is, it wasn't the injury that took him out. They said he's fine, but I mean, obviously it was probably should talk about before that. Yeah. Was yeah watching yeah. the game, but yeah, at least he's all right. Cause Jose Abreu's a big boy to come charging. I know. Yeah. And run into you and knock you down. <laughs> yeah. So he is, I believe he is fine. I don't think he's going to miss, uh, if any playing he might time miss a, line, a day in the lineup or two because yeah. you know he's playing every day doing double the work yeah so yeah he might get extra days off and stuff and they may just keep him out of the lineup to keep him safe but um it's cool to see that he's hitting good it's cool to see he's pitching good and he's just a unique player in baseball and i thought it's just worth noting kind of just some unique stuff that we don't see from i mean yeah, yeah you get guys like madison bumgarner and Syndergaard that hit well but you never see stuff like this but you to know. go with that too i think is, is something to watch is when they do that how they handle the execution of it. Mm. Let's say Otani comes out there and gets beat up in the first inning. You're pulling him and putting a relief pitcher in. Now you're two hole hitters, a relief pitcher. 
Yeah. Are you going to double switch and leave Otani in the game, have him play a position that he's never played a position? So you're going to stay at first, take your first baseman, now he's going to go to right field and take your you know right fielder out. Um, are you just going to put the pitcher in, let the pitcher hit once or twice, a relief pitcher who doesn't ever hit? Yeah. Or are you going to pinch hit the whole game? Are you going to double switch? So there's going to be a lot of strategy when they do this. Um, if he goes five, six innings, I mean, obviously, you're not really worried about it. But if he goes one, two, three, even three innings, you're like, okay, we got to figure this out. So that's something to take a look to. Yeah. And, um, you know, everyone just calm down because he's not Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. People keep saying this is our Babe Ruth. It's not, this is not our Babe Ruth. Yeah. Okay. There's no our Babe Ruth. There's just Babe Ruth. Yeah. So just stop that. And right if there now. and if there is our Babe Ruth, it's Albert Pujols. Yeah, <laughs> let's no, be honest. There's no Babe. There's no. Oh, he pitches and hits. I don't know. He doesn't just pitch and hit. Mm. Right? The other guy had the best ERA in any World Series in history, and then he had you know a million home runs. So there's mm. a difference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so for this real. is an our Babe Ruth. It's you know, mm. you know the idea. Okay, is similar, but this is an R. You know, he's not no. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. Like you know, we it, have oh, he's our Barry Bonds. Yeah, like, yeah. no, and no one's hitting seventy-three home runs. It's like no. Yeah, yeah. All right, oh, he's Cy Young. Like no, that's no. Yeah, Look, he's good, he's, but yeah, yeah, you can't compare him to that guy. So just stop that. Yeah, just got to go top shelf with comparisons. Yeah. Can't just be like, oh, this is our, yeah. I don't know, yeah. this is our Oral Hershiser. Like yeah, some like, random no. guy. No, this is this is our this is our Babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. all right, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. But uh, like I said, he's it's cool to see. Oh yeah, it's um, very exciting. Just I don't know, like I I hate when comparisons. anyone compares it to Babe Ruth because like that's not right. Yeah, you know, or comparing things to any athlete, you know, when they're just like you know, oh that's that's Wayne Gretzky. I'm mm. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's the great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah, anybody, Will Chamberlain or something. It's like that's not right. Yeah, I know. Compare him to someone yeah. else. Like no. Yeah, you or you just compare can't... him to the best. I know. Yeah, they go top shelf, of course. Yeah, so. But yeah, no, like I said, it's exciting to see a player like that. You know, in the in the league, and he's it seems like he can excel at both, so that's that's cool. And then uh, next on the news here, uh, a little bit of a team kind of update here. The Astros make a strong opening statement. Uh, the Houston Astros came out of the gates hot against the A's. Uh, they swept them in a four game series in Oakland, which is very impressive. Uh, the Astros won eight to one, nine to five, nine to one, and nine to two. Uh, they are currently the only team at four and zero, and they're only the fourth team in history to score at least eight runs in each game in their first four games, that all uh, coming from ESPN. So, you know, there are some teams that obviously came out of the gates hot, but I felt worth noting that they are not only the only the first and only 4-0 team, they did it against Oakland, who Oakland kind of punked them last season and really, you know, kind of took them down. And Astros came out in Oakland, which to me is the most impressive part, and, you know, took it to them. So that's, you know, not to say that that's just going to be the season, but it, it makes a statement for the Astros, even though I'm not a big fan of them, but it does make a statement, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, I just wanted to include that. Yeah, yeah, and to go with that, you know, I got a couple teams here. I just wanted to, to list that, that started the season off, you know, the right way. And these teams include, you know, the Orioles, the Royals, Astros. Royals came out, by the way, and just were hitting the ball. All I the know. Place. That Rangers-Royals game opening day was like eight, eight hours long because it was like, what, nine runs an inning? It was crazy. I know. Um, so Orioles, Royals, Astros, like you mentioned, the Phillies, Reds, and Angels. I thought these teams really came out, played well, scored runs, and, and won, a, you know, won a, a bunch of their first games. Or, you know, in the Phillies' case, they won all of their first games in yeah. the Astros' case. And then to go with that, also you have some cold teams, especially some of the, you know, the real the real good, you know, teams. Uh, you know, some slow starts from really some big teams and big names we're going to get into, but, you know, some slow starts include the Braves, the A's, White Sox, Red Sox and Yankees. All mm. these teams started off, 
very slow. Red Sox swept at home first time since like 1940. Yeah. Um, so that's very slow. White Sox won three and yeah. got beaten in the bullpen, which is a strength for them. Mm-hmm. Um, A's swept at home four games in yeah. Oakland, which is impossible. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Braves swept by the Phillies. You know, that, that happens, but, you know, shouldn't have really. And the Yankees lost, you know, a two or three to the Blue Jays, which, you know, that's not really that surprising, but they didn't score any runs. Yeah, they haven't hit. They just didn't really look that good offensively, yeah. which is more surprising. So, but those are some hot and cold teams just to throw out there. <laughs> You're going to be uh, it's gonna be hard-pressed to see that the Orioles be on that hot list a lot more times the rest yeah. of this year. And if they are, I mean, good for them. Yeah. But yeah, cause, if you I see mean, them two, three more times on there, I'd be like, okay. You see them five, six, eight more times on there, I'll be, I'm, I'll be very impressed. Yeah, because they're at the end of the day, after 162-game season's all said and done, they're a fourth, fifth place team, especially in that division. You okay. know, not for nothing. So, But just to piggyback off of that, you already mentioned some of this, but the like I said, the Astros have the best record. They're 4-0. They've played more games than a lot of the other teams, and they won all four of them. So they hold the best record. Phillies and the Orioles are behind them. They're 3-0. They're the, Those are the only three teams undefeated, not counting the Nationals and Mets because, yeah. you know, they haven't played. Got a chance um, at 162. Yeah, I mean, listen. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> and then just to go along with that, no surprise here, the Astros have the best run differential there at plus 26. A's have the worst at minus 26. There's nothing really to write home about there. It just It's just the first series. So I don't expect – I really don't expect the A's to have the worst run differential, and I really don't expect the Astros to have the best run differential. So that's just product of first first series and maybe even first week if it carries ah, over. It's just Dusty Baker, the fellas. That's true. I mean, he, he makes a difference. <laughs> so from there, we'll move on to our segment of uh, who's hot and who's not of players. So there's – you know, I, I think for the most part from what I've seen, there was a lot of uh, cold starts for people. I would say from what I saw, I'd say there were more notable guys that were cold coming out of the gates. But there were still some guys that hit the cover off the ball coming in this first weekend here. Um, so the first one I have listed here, there's no real particular order. I just, you know, whoever caught my eye first. Um, or whoever, when I was looking through the list, whoever I saw first. Um, so number one, I have Cattell Marte, batted 563, had a 611 on base and 1674 OPS. Uh, absolutely tore it up. He was like eight for... I don't know, like eight for fourteen, or I don't yeah, even know. And Mike yeah. stole him from me in fantasy. Yeah, if and then I come in week one and play Mike, who has Cazal Marte in fantasy, and he's the only one hitting for me. <laughs> so that's fantastic. Then right behind him, as I'm sure a lot of baseball fans are familiar with his name now, your uh, Yerman Mercedes, I believe that's how you say his name properly. Uh, he batted uh, six forty three with a one thousand slugging and a sixteen forty three OPS. He was like eight for his first eight or nine for his first eight nine. For his first eight. Yeah, um, and that broke the record. He was uh, the most consecutive at bats to start a season mm-hmm. without getting out. Yeah, he, he was eight for his first eight. I think it was the first time since 1900, or he was you know broke the record or first player since 1900. They didn't really go back farther than that, I believe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's very impressive. Yeah, impressive for for, for him and, and not and just base the... hits. You know, oh yeah, he was 120 something foot home run. You know, doubles. He was you know smoking the ball. It wasn't just you know not to, it's really much different. You know, hit a base hit eight times in a row up the middle. It's a base hit. You know. But he was hitting the ball in the gap, home runs. You know, he was kind of doing it all there. Yeah, yeah, he he looked impressive, and I'm sure White Sox, the White Sox and White Sox fans were pleasantly surprised. And yeah, you pleasant. lose a guy like Eloy Jimenez from pretty much all year, and you know, a guy comes in and goes eight for eight to start that year. You know, you go, all right. Yeah, all right. I guess we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, so, so then moving on from him, uh, I have Luis uh, Arias, who I personally I, I think he's he's fantastic. I think he's maybe even underrated um, as a hitter. 
Uh, but he batted 538, had a 647 on base and a 1262 OPS. Like I said, I think he's just he's a hitter. You know, he's one of and you're, there's kind of like a similar um, basic guy. He's just gonna put the ball on you know ball in play. Not gonna strike out. Mm-hmm. That's I there was I I wasn't gonna put his slugging up here because it wasn't much higher than his average. So. Yeah, he's right. just gonna get base hits and he's just gonna be fine. That's just fine with it. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need, especially with a lineup like the Twins who are gonna hit home runs. So David Fletcher guys of the, of the world that we love. Yeah, absolutely. And then with that number four, I have Donovan Solano, oh. who batted five hundred uh, with a six forty three slugging and a eleven forty three OPS. Another guy that just doesn't seem to stop hitting. And a guy who um, I do have in my fantasy team, <laughs> who I drafted right at the end of the draft. I don't know how, but I got him. I knew that was a great pick. What was I saying? I was like, well, he'll hit 500, 600 because <laughs> yeah. it's Donovan Solano. But, yeah. um, and then a little bit of a surprising one here. Uh, number five, Cedric Mullins for the Orioles. Uh, had broke a, a record yesterday. Yeah. He had a 692 average, a 714 on-base percentage, and a 1637 OPS over the first weekend, just uh, uh, that five for five game helped him a lot, obviously yeah. with that. Five um, for five, six, you know, six plate appearances. He got walked the other time, mm-hmm. three doubles. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was all over the place. Yeah. Um, so and maybe defense is fantastic to begin with. Yeah. So maybe the Orioles got, you know, what they maybe, I mean, he's not going to keep up that pace, but you know, maybe the Orioles got something here with that. They were kind of expecting yeah, out of this guy, type hitter, you know, 270 hitter or so with the great defense and the great speed. And you're, you're awesome. You're yeah. the table with, you know, other guys coming up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a definitely a different start to the season than he's had. So, oh, uh, yeah. you know, so good for him. Uh, you know, these other guys, like, you kind of expect that from Cattell Marte. Uh, Donovan Solano, at this point, you might expect a, a pretty hot, you know, hitting start. Luis Arias. Uh, Yerman Mercedes is obviously a very nice surprise. But Cedric Mullins has been a guy that's kind of been meddling with the Orioles, and, and they've been hoping to get a little more out of him. So, it's good for him. But that's that's the five I got for my for my hot hitters. I know you usually have pitchers that you want to go into. Yeah, I mean another hitter you could just throw out there, Eric Hosmer, was yeah. was doing great too. Yeah, he just missed the uh, list, but yeah. So I just want to throw his name out there because you know for the most part, I mean you got the same list here, but mm-hmm. um some pitchers who really started the year great, uh, Jose Barrios, um Jose Barrios had a no hitter through six innings and like twelve strikeouts. They pulled him with eighty four pitches. Mm-hmm. Um you know not this you know not a bad idea. I think you could you could have went one more inning. He would have got to about hundred, but at that point definitely pull him yeah. beginning of the year. That's definitely not a bad idea. Um, Sandy Alcantara had a great start. John Means was fantastic. Yeah. One hit the first batter and then picked him off and they were fan- he was fantastic against the Red Sox at, in Boston. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wheeler, seven innings, one hit. He was started a great year great. And then Julian Merriweather out of the bullpen for Toronto. We've seen, you know, personally as uh, <clears throat> the Yankees, he came in and pitched two great innings yeah, for the Blue Jays. His stuff looked good. Yeah. You know? And he was wearing a string to bat. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's great for him and, and great for the Blue Jays to find something like that when, um, you know, they had a tough break with Kirby Yates going down before the season even started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some good pitchers there. You know, John Means, guy that we kind of always kind of liked and thought had a lot of – beat up a little of, bit last year. Yeah, we thought he had, a you know, good potential with the Orioles. So uh, so that's good out of that. Jose, Jose Barrios has that kind of stuff, and then he'll come out next week and give up six runs somehow. Like, he's just – he's that kind of guy, but he'll still pitch that six innings. He's an innings eater. Oh, yeah. You know, so uh, – I, but he's got that good stuff. He could really be he, – he is that ace, I'd, I'd say, for that team, but he sometimes he's just inconsistent. Yeah, but I do like Alcantara him. was great because he was young last year, but great. And um, you know, this year he's, he's, you know, really one of the heads that are – of the rotation and uh, some of my fantasy team, so I got love it. And I had Glass now, who pitched just as oh, good. Yeah, well, so I mean, uh, expect you know. that out of him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I liked it mm-hmm. personally. It was like, yeah, you know, let him keep going. Come for the complete game shutout. That'd be cool. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, so those a uh, few pitchers there really, uh, you know, caught your eye to start the year. Yeah. So then from there, we got to switch it up and go to the other side of it where we have the not players, the cold players. And number one here, I had to put him number one because he hasn't done anything, but Ozzy Albies. I believe he's 0 for 13 with, with a strikeout and no walks, nothing. I believe it's 0 for 13. It could be 0 for 14. but So he hasn't done anything. You know, Maybe defensively he's fielded a ground ball, but that's that's your value out of him so far, especially if you're a fantasy owner. You're not happy. So he's so he's definitely top of the list. Uh, number two, there is uh, Elvis An- Andrews, uh, first year with the A's. Maybe a big reason that the A's – you know, the runs were down for their first few games. Uh, he batted uh, .071 with a .143 slugging and a .214 OPS. So, all around, not if your OPS is a bad batting average, then, you know, not great. Then number three, uh, Xander Bogarts had a .083 average, a .083 slugging, and a .167 OPS. Again, he's probably one for 14 or one for 12, or I, I forget how that average carries out, but he's, it looks like he just has one hit. Um, same here with number four, Aaron Hicks, uh, 0.083 average, 0.083 slugging, uh, but a 298 OPS. So Aaron Hicks, as we know, you know, he, he does walk. So at least that more, I think, I think he has the best OPS out of the bunch here, which isn't saying much, but you know, and number five, a uh, guy we like Marcelo Zuna, I uh, had a 0.091, uh, average, a 0.091 slugging and a 0.258 OPS. Again, just not great. I don't worry about him now. No, I don't think there's really much to worry about. Maybe even any of these guys. Especially him, no. Yeah. No. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, he should have been an MVP candidate last year, but I, guess, I don't know why. They just, yeah. they just don't like him. Oh, um, but, uh, yeah, so that's that's the cold players. Not looking great so far, but there are some big names here, and I'm sure, especially Ozzy Albi, it's not like he's just going to go 0 for 600 or whatever. You know what I mean? So he'll be fine. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with those guys, but they're, yeah. I don't expect them to be on the cold list much. Yeah, and a few other names that I have here, um, hitters-wise, um, <laughs> Stanton, you call Stanton, you know, started off very slow, especially because he's an opening day kind of guy. He always usually plays pretty good opening day. Alex Verdugo for the Red Sox after having a great year, he had a, you know, off to a very slow start. Um, and then Matt Chapman, I think he's only got one hit in his first few at bats yeah. out there. Um, another reason why, you know, the A's probably started off pretty slow. Um, so there's a few names there. But the guy I should have threw about over the hot players, Matt Olson came out batting about 400 with no home runs, but batting 400. So that's yeah. good to see because he had a. Uh, Average-wise, real low last year. Yeah. I meant to say that earlier, but, um, yeah, I just want to throw that out there. After seeing a couple of these, these A's guys, like Matt Chapman and Andrews on the cold list, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they'll be fine, though. They'll be fine. They'll get it, they'll get it together, and they'll just scrap their, their way along to about 90 wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, a couple of cold pitchers, though, to throw in there. Uh, Luis Castillo for the Reds got, you know, obliterated by the Cardinals early, you know, three innings. I think he had, like, eight runs. Yeah. Uh, Mad Bum. Got off to a hot, you know, got off to a relatively was pretty good. You know, oh, you know, not not too bad. And then he got the, you know, hit a double and oh, all right. And then he gave a bunch of runs there to the Padres at mm-hmm. one time. Kershaw off to, you know, pretty slow start um, yeah. facing the Rockies. You go, oh, you know, he should be all right. I, I know it is in Colorado, but um, he got beat up a little bit there. Jake Flaherty and then yeah. six runs in about four innings. So his ERA is up there. And uh, Anthony Bass for the for the Marlins as a closer. Um, you know, his two his two outings, he's got blown save and you know. Gave up uh, four runs or so, so his ERA is gonna, you know, gonna be up there for a while. Yeah. So um, there's a few uh, pitchers to throw in there, and you know that aren't, you know, starting the year off that great, especially as a reliever. Mm-hmm. One bad, bad outing, especially early, it takes you know a month or two to, mm-hmm. to even numbers out. Yeah. Starting pitcher, oh, you know, two starts and you're, you're even back out. Relief pitcher, you know, it takes you know maybe a month or two just to even the numbers. Like, oh, okay, now his numbers look more like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's really tough for for a relief pitcher to go off to a bad start. 
or have that real bad you know outing because it just it just takes so long to catch back yeah. up. Yeah, and and relievers are are probably even more mental than starting pitchers because they're they only get their one spot in the game. Yeah. And so, it, you know, you come out opening day or, or opening weekend and you're already giving up runs, you're probably like, well, what the hell? Yeah, and, and your numbers, a starting pitcher, you're three-something three, three something year, right? You're like, ah, oh, you had a great year. Relief pitcher, three-something year, right? You're like, uh, not bad. Yeah, yeah. So, relief pitcher, you want to be the twos. Mm-hmm. So, starting yeah. pitcher, you have a little bit more room for error. So, um, that's tough, you know. But, you know, I, you know, I don't think you got to worry too, too much about these guys. Um, no, big names there. Yeah, and some other things to really throw in there. Really, Fernando Tatis off to a relatively slow start, and he had five errors. Yeah. Five errors that's, through that's, Sunday. Yeah. So through three, four games, five errors. He's not getting four a games. glove. <laughs> yeah. F- f- I mean, five. Yeah. Five errors. That's that. That was uh, a big number. I mean, I mean, I put you know he's on pace to break the record. Well, <laughs> that one guy we talked about you know weeks ago, but um. I Man, that's, that's a lot of errors for a guy who's you know just signed a twelve year extension. You're probably thinking, yeah, 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 oh that, boy. oh boy, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. you just get him off a shortstop. But uh, yeah. five errors is a, is a is a big number. But uh, he's a guy that can go probably two months without making. We can, you know, give or take, has a shot at going two months without making one. Yeah, but um, definitely, you know, you gotta be better than that. You gotta at least raise your eyebrow at it and go, what the hell's going on with that? You know, yeah, with I, mean, the... I think he's, at that point your film says probably in the seven hundreds. Oh yeah, which is yeah. that that's not good for no. setters. You should be like nine eighty, nine ninety. You're like, all right. And like I said, it probably kicks him right out. Already probably kicks him right out of the Gold Glove talk because there are some shortstops in the NL that'll probably have make two errors all year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that probably kicks him right out, which is unfortunate because he is a pretty good fielder. Not that he's like a, a platinum glove guy, but he's he's a good fielder. So yeah. you know, that's strange. It's yeah, just, so. just I don't know. Like you said, that, defense is just be is just yeah. rusty. Yeah, it's that number. And I'm like, all right, that's not great. No, not so, at all. But uh, yes, that's that's pretty much it. You know, some names there to throw around for for both hot and cold. So yeah, there's not much to really uh, chew on yet as far as like big news and and like hot and cold stuff. You could say these guys are hot, but they had 14 at bats, so it's like you know. So um, yeah, there's not good, much to really you get two good hits and a blue pit, and you, you got a decent average. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's there's not much to like. The Braves lost all three games. It's like, well, I'm still not worried about the Braves, or you know, the Astros swept. The A's in Oakland, obviously that catches your eye, but at the end of the day, I'm still not worried. And, and that's that's the question you know I was going to ask is you know is any of this worrying like or troublesome? Does mm-hmm. anything make you go uh, maybe the A's four games? Yeah, that home, is you know giving a bunch of runs, but it's just it's just not to a lineup like that. You know you can go oh that can happen. Yeah, it might be more alarming that they didn't score the runs. Yeah, you know. Uh, but it is, it's, that's the only thing that I thought was at least like it caught my eye. I wouldn't say I'm worried about the A's, but it's, yeah. it's at least something you have to look at. You yeah. Know? And other small things. I mean, I, I say you, you maybe have to worry about, you know, the Braves, the Braves they lost it was because they didn't hit. And yeah. I'm worried about that. No. You know, maybe Kershaw, you know, getting older and Matt, Mad Bum maybe getting older. So you, know, you go, oh, okay, maybe take a look at that. But there's really nothing to really be too worried about. Maybe the Red Sox because their, their, their offense is off. Is, that's what their team is, and you didn't do any against Baltimore. Yeah. So you go, okay, that's maybe a little alarming. Same thing, same thing maybe with the Yankees, but the Yankees have too too much talent to, to really not you know yeah. be there. So you're not too too worried. And, and a good thing I, I thought you know off to an early start. You know the Angels for the first time they're never off to a hot start. No, never, no, ever. They're always playing catch up. Yeah, ever, ever. So they're coming off to a three and one start is great for them. And one more thing too to throw back at the A's. What an awful start to get like a uh, you know stick to pick start the Astros then you're gonna go play the Dodgers 
Yeah. And I believe they go back to the Astros. Ooh. I believe 12 of the, I think their first 12 games or, or, or 12 of their first 16 games are from our Astros and Dodgers or something like that. Uh. So it's like, if you're going to get off to a bad start, I mean, Dodgers don't have to worry about this NL, but they're just a hard team to beat. Yeah. Then you're playing yeah. the Astros, you're going to go off to a bad start. You know, you can come out and be, you know, one of five against them. You're four, you know, four or five games behind them. We're off the rip. Yeah. So I thought that was just a bad draw for them. Yeah, But absolutely. nothing really too, too alarming for me. Um, no, yeah, so nothing it, that sends up alarm bells yet. That would yeah. be, that would be like, I mean, then again, I don't know if it would get much worse than sweeping the A's at Oakland. So if that don't raise alarm bells, unless someone had like a season ending injury already, but I mean, yeah. I, I think it's just way too early. Um, not too, yeah. too worried about this. Yeah. If you're um, any fan out there, that's already paranoid about your season. Like if you're a Yankee fan, you're like, Oh, we lost the blue Jays. It's like, well, I, it, the first three games. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people like to say April don't matter. Don't count. Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was a little too much. I always went maybe more first, you know, you can't first two weeks are like, okay. And then after that, it's like, all right, you know, you kind of got to go. Yeah. Um, and you know, the saying, you know, you can't win the world series in April, but you can lose it. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. So you just got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And just be in the mud a little bit, just just muddling, middling yeah. around a little bit for the first little while. Then just you know, then your team figures it out. Yeah, if you so come as long out, as you just you can't be you know two and fifteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just keep it around five hundred. You know, six and eight. Okay, that's fine. It's yeah. good enough. And then you'll figure it out. So that's yeah. always my thoughts. Like I can just come out and do all right for the first two weeks or so, and then weather warms up and everyone gets in the flow of things, and we just go. Yeah, and it, it's like you said, if the, if it, you know the A's play the Astros twice and the Dodgers, I mean. Again, I'm not worried about the A's, but that could put them in a rough spot where they're going to be, be playing catch up maybe till June if they're if they start the season that cold. I mean, you know, I'm again not worried about them, but it does it's concerning when you're you're just worried about then they have to play catch up, you know, and that just with, with a team like the Angels who are already hot too. Yeah, yeah. Like, so oh, geez, they could be on eight ball twice here, and just, but you ain't gonna worry about them. No. There's one team that's going to just make a ruckus. It's going to yeah, be they'll smaller. just all of a sudden win twenty in a row like that one year. Yeah, you know? and then just yeah they'll. Just, Cause a ruckus. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm not worried. I'm not really worried about any team right now. They're kind of. I still am pretty confident in where where teams will end up if they make the playoffs or if they don't. Yeah. So I'm still in that boat. Yeah. But to go off of that, some things that are, you know, maybe some troublesome here or some injuries we've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim Anderson left a game yesterday. Um, first inning, uh, it looked like he pulled up a little bit right before the base. He said maybe a little bit of a hamstring tightness. He was day to day. Nothing. They weren't really worried about it, but something to keep an eye on, especially, of course, Frank Scott and Fantasy. George Springer, you know, what we say? What what did we say for what, a year now? Mm-hmm. He's going to be hurt. Yeah. Opening day comes. He's not even playing. He's hurt. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Adalberto Mondesi, start the year on the IL, which was a little surprising. That kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. A little bit of a bleak issue. Josh Donaldson, he lasted half an inning, yeah, hit a ball in the gap, round of first base, blew his hamstring out. You could bet on that at this point. You know, he's hurt. He's, you know, pulled hamstring grade two or three. I don't remember now, but he's hurt every time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a shame, but it's kind of what you expect at this point. Yeah, it's a um, shame he's a good player. But, yeah. yeah, like you said, you just expect it at this point. Yeah. Um, another guy, Tony Goslin, mm-hmm. the Dodgers. Um, he went on the IL. Zach Gallen started the year because he had a hair fra- hairline fracture in his forearm. It's not really, it's not really, obviously, a fracture in your forearm. You go, whoa, but it's hairline fracture. They don't really have too much worry about it. So, he'll be all right. Uh, but he started the year on the IL. Harrison Bader for the Cardinals, definitely you know great defender. Um, he's starting the year on the IL. Uh, Jose Leclerc, which was terrible because um, you know good pitcher and bounced back a little bit last year. He went on the IL with Tommy John, so he's done for the year. 
And then you had Kyle Lewis, who, again, um, uh, Frank's fantasy team here. Uh, but uh, just a short stint on the IL, a bone bruise in his knee. But just, you know, someone was wondering, hey, where's that, you know, rookie of the year or exciting guy we seen with the Mariners? Well, one's down the minors because, you know, that's what they do. But mm-hmm. um, Kyle Lewis on the IL, he'll be back here pretty shortly. Yeah. But those are some big names here, you know, people going, oh, you know, these are some guys I know or like or, you know, definitely can cause a, you know, uh, a ruckus if they're hurt. So that doesn't include even, you know, Loya Menes, who we mentioned last week, you know, out for most of pretty much all year. Yeah. Um, and some guys like that. And, you know, Chris Sale starting a year on the IL. Senegar starting a year on the IL, but we mm-hmm. already knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are some guys who just recently came up that we, you know, are, are new or just surprising injuries. Yeah. You know, nothing like concerning to the point, like I said, like a season ending injury. You know, there are, like you said, you know, Tim Anderson. Well, the, uh, Clark is season ending with the Tommy John. That's just a shame. Yeah, it's a shame. It's, you know, he's not like a, but it's not like a point like where, say, I don't know, God forbid, a team like the Angels lost Trout or the Angels. Oh, I'm say it. Yeah, that's what I'm I say. God say forbid. Like um, Brian Hayes, another one actually went on the IL. Oh, that's right. For yeah. The, uh, for the Pirates. That's right. Against the Cubs, their opening day. I just, you know, just remember that too. So you definitely see some guys, nothing real major other than Jose Leclerc and maybe Donaldson. Mm. Um, nothing really like, oh, you know, let's, you know, yeah, this changes the flag up, you know, yeah. so nothing too, too crazy. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with the season. Um, those are some injury updates. I'm sure, you know, as time goes on, obviously we'll always have injury updates, even if they're minor, you know, if someone's on the 10 day IL and well, that's, yeah, that's always the hope. We never, you know, you never like to see anyone get hurt for, you know, you know, hamstring pulls happen and. You bruise bone bruises and stuff like Bunches that. You get stuff like that. Yeah, but. things happen, but you never like to see a guy tear his ACL or Achilles or Tommy John or all that. I mean, at this point, Tommy John is you know guys come back from it, but they're out you know for a while, so yeah. it, that always sucks just to see that. But yeah, nothing yet that would affect you know maybe what would be like a playoff outlook for some teams. So yeah. So that's that's kind of all I got uh, in my notes. Um, I don't know if you want to move on to the trivia question or if you got any last stuff before you go on to that. No, I mean, pretty much uh, I'm just excited to have baseball back here in the weekend. And, you know, it, it just felt like, you know, you're talking, you know, baseball's back. And it almost felt watching the Yankees on opening day and, and watching all the games on opening day. It was like, you felt like it was almost like football. You're like, ah, oh, you know, oh, I get to watch the one game. The game's over. You're like, ah. Oh. Yeah. I Do you remember? That's right. Yeah, 161 other games. It's only yeah. about 18 off days. Mm-hmm. I'll be all right. Yeah, so I'll that's always a tomorrow. good feeling, you know. It's like, oh man, I, I can't wait to watch them again. You got to wait a week or something. It's like, nope, they're on. You know, maybe not tomorrow, but they're going to be on. You know, six of the next seven days, so you'll be fine. Yeah, 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 so, absolutely. It's always exciting, you know. Uh, you know, time to go relax and you know go to bed or something. I'll start a TV on. I'll be back right up. There's the Angels and White Sox, or there's you know Oakland playing at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's always, fine. always. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. So. Uh, just fun, just fun, and uh, you know, only thing we're missing now is just that'll be the show to come out. That's all we're missing. Yep. Because that's just a hurt uh, missing that. But um, yeah, just excited and ready and just happy it's here. So anyway, get to the trivia question here. Of course, open a weekend, open a day. Got to go with that. So the trivia question is: Who threw the first and only opening day no hitter or slash perfect game in MLB history? And you know, it's you look back and there's I don't know thousand pitchers that you could that are just so dominant. You go, oh, yeah, he you had to pick from any of them. You know, oh, this guy no through it over here. This one, what day was it? What day was it? Mm-hmm. But opening day to come right out the gate, possibly in you know snow. 
we've seen. Mm-hmm. Just be boom, no hitter. That's all right. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Right, out the, right out the gate. That's just a great. I mean, you can't get no better. No, so, no, so. absolutely. But yeah, so so the answer to that is April sixteenth, nineteen forty. Bob Feller versus the White Sox at Comiskey Park. Through the first and only no hitter on opening day. Um, I believe he was twenty one years old, and I believe it was it was very cold. I believe they said it was like a high of forty degrees that day. And of course, God. at Comiskey Park, you know it's got to be windy. Mm. It's very cold. Come out the gate and just sling a no hitter. Gonna be alright with it. Yeah. And you know Bob Feller, twenty one years old, was probably was bringing it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. With some bats that were, you know, just ripped off of a tree, so they're not. Yeah. So your people are stinging their hands. I mean, I'm sure that was. Yes. Yeah. Nice oh them. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a stud, so no surprise there. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's a trivia question. First, who threw the first and only opening day no hitter or perfect game, and that is April sixteenth, nineteen forty. Bob Feller versus the White Sox. Cool. Yeah, he's a, he was a stud, so I mean, no surprise there. He, uh, he. Hopefully, there's a card for him and LB to show this year again. Because golly, I, I had him last year. Yeah, and then they threw in that 99 card or whatever at the I end of the year. One, or I might have had, I don't remember now if I had that one, but I know I had the other one. Yeah. That was just stupid. He was yeah. 100. Yeah, he's a glitch. <laughs> yeah. You know. But yeah, that, no, that's a good trivia question. Uh, I knew it, it, I guessed it right. It was somewhere in the back of my head. You might have even told me it back in the day, and it just, it was back there somewhere. This just baseball knowledge. Like, you know, you just, you just remember a stat for some reason, it's just back there, and you just got to kind of just get it out of the archives at yeah. some point yeah um there was something like that uh, i think last year uh, our opening day one was you know who has the home runs and i love that one because because you know who has the most home runs on opening day and three-way tie uh with eight home runs at you know ken griffey jr frank robinson and adam dunn of course so i love that one i love that one because ken griffey jr is is my man and adam dunn's actually like he's he's my dude mm-hmm. and then frank robinson so it's like yeah. how could you go wrong yeah. So I just love that one. I think we used that one last year. So I went with the no hitter this year and Bob Feller. Yeah. Who, come on. I, I, got, I got a signed picture of him at my house because I'm like, that's Bob Feller and that's what he does. So. Yeah, absolutely. He was, yeah, he was great. And all those guys that hit the home runs are great. I know, uh, I know you always love that stat with Adam Dunn because yeah, he used to come out and hit a home run every I know. opening day. I remember like, it. Yeah. He would just hit a home run. And he'd be like, okay. And that's why he'd hit 40 on the year because he'd come out the gate, hit a home run, and be like, all right, I'm on the board. He would have broke that record, too, if he played longer, 100%. He would have hit uh, one opening day. another one, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of all I got. Uh, there's not much to chew on, like I said, with the opening weekend here. Next week, we'll have a full week of of baseball to talk about, plus, you know, plus the three days here we talked about. So we'll have a little bit more to see, a little bit more to talk about. You know, who knows what happens. So we'll have more in the next episode. But this is... This is kind of our format for the rest of the year. Uh, like I said, if there's new listeners, this is kind of this is what we do. Anyone that's been here and has listened, we appreciate you listening, and uh, you know we're glad that baseball's back. So yeah, I'm just uh, excited and opening day and opening weekend with the sun and the, and the day games and the, the ceremonies. And it's just exciting. And it's mm-hmm. just it's it's like a playoff feel, but it's opening day and you got 162 or 161 more games. So just can't you know can't be you know more happy than you know just to have baseball yeah. on tv with people in the stands watching yeah so in now, april yeah <laughs> now all we're missing is uh a little bit more fans and a little bit more of the you know rhythm and and then some minor leagues that's yeah. our next little bit and you know we'll have a full normal i don't to show of course got i keep missing that so i <laughs> gotta get that back but yeah just excited just really excited and we're happy it's here and you know, just going to keep watching and going to watch every little bit I can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Then if that's, if that's kind of all you got, and I know that's all I got. So you want to just wrap this up and get out of here? Yeah. Uh, last little thing. Uh, 
you know, this past week was Easter. I think we forgot about it the last week, so I hope everyone had a good Easter. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That was that was the last little bit. Forgot about it last week, so let hope everybody had a good uh, good Easter. Yeah, agreed. I hope everyone had a good, happy, safe Easter and and had some good uh, time with their family if they were able to see them and all that good stuff. So yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen to this podcast on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RoomLikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.